My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. I am your host, Dominique Drew herself, and uh, I'm super excited to uh, to bring you this show this weekend. Um, I, am, uh, I am in the midst of creating this new program and uh, for my clients. So I've really had this Art of Attraction program, which has been an eight-week program, uh, that focuses on helping single men attract life partners. I also do have a version for women. Um, but for the most part, that's really designed for, you know, helping single men to attract a life partner. And uh, I've just started creating this new course since this 12 week course and it ended up, it's really all about authenticity. And, um, you know, just going through that, just having that experience of being really, um, able to just dive in on this one topic has been so nourishing. Y'all, this is the best work I have ever done. Um, it is so powerful, so transformative. I'm so excited. Um, and so I'm going to bring some of that in to the, um, to the podcast episode today, because this is really about authenticity, right? Even the art of attraction, you know, I gear it towards dating and I gear it towards you know, single men, it doesn't have anything to do with any of those things. I just, I chose that demographic almost like as a problem to fix, right? Because the work itself is about becoming more yourself. So when you end up um, doing the work, you end up with all these benefits that are uh, additional to what you really signed up for, you know? Um, guys come to me because they're lonely or they don't understand the dating world or they're anxious to approach or, you know, they get nervous around beautiful women all these sorts of things. But what they really get out of it, not only is a stronger sense of self and, um, and a fearlessness in approaching women and, you know, the ability to decipher what kind of woman is good for them, what isn't, things like that. They also get this incredible freedom, right? That confidence comes from feeling safe to be themselves. And that is the art of authenticity. And that is the title of this new program, actually. So I went ahead and just called it the art of authenticity. Interestingly, when I started, I didn't really know. I didn't have a name for it. I didn't know what the topic was going to be about. I knew, okay, I want to do a 12-week program. Boom. And I started and I started working on it. And I was like, this is about authenticity, right? This one really goes straight to the source of every single issue that you have. Because when you have the confidence and the know-how and the wherewithal to be unapologetically and fearlessly yourself, you're unstoppable. I literally just created a, a video and the title of this video was called, was the, the secret to invincible happiness. Because when you um, access and live in that place, you are incredibly resilient. You know, for me, I used to be the opposite of that. I used to very much be someone whose happiness was outside of me. It was like wearing some, it's like wearing your organs outside of your body, right? Everybody's a threat. Anything could happen. The ground was always moving underneath me. Um, you know, the negative voices in my head were constant. 
Um, the self-doubt was constant. Um, and it really got to this point where I didn't even know who I was. And I couldn't find out. Because I didn't know where to start. And it's not like you can just be all like, oh, just be more yourself. Who is that? You know, the first, um, I say four weeks of this program that I'm creating now focuses on identifying who your authentic self even is. I had a teacher once um, who, who said to me, she said, there are actually three yous. There's the you people think you are. There's the you you think you are. And there's the you you really are. And I was surprised by the second one. Oh, the you people think you are. That makes sense. Yep, the you you really are. That makes sense. Oh, the you you think you are. I remember thinking, oh, is who I think I am not who I am? When's the last time you checked? Probably hasn't happened recently, right? You probably don't wake up in the morning and ask, who am I today? With an open mind, allowing any answer. Most people don't. They decide who they're going to be based on who they were, and that stunts your growth. You know, um, I've been seeing uh, a wonderful man. Hi, Phil. Good to see you. I'm coming to you guys live on Facebook Live, so people are checking in. Good to see you. Good to feel you, my friend. I have a friend who I've been seeing, um, a boyfriend I've been seeing for over a year. Um, and it's really wonderful. It's a fantastic relationship. Everything's great. And just the, a couple of days ago, I felt the urge to separate for a period of time, right? You know what? I need a couple months of not seeing you. Now, to a lot of people, that might sound super crazy. But to me, the idea of never taking that check-in sounds crazy. Right, The idea of being with someone year after year and never separating, never taking the space to reconnect to you. Not that you necessarily disconnect from you um, when you're with another, although I think there is to some extent, there, there is some of that to some extent, regardless of, of the relationship. But that you, you, you take the time to integrate the changes that have gone on in you in the time since you've been together right? We've been together for 13 months. I'm a different person now than I was. He's a vastly different person now than he was. So, you know, and you, you know, do this or not. But for me, I was like, I want to integrate the changes. I want to come back to myself. Who am I now? Having been in this relationship for this long, who am I now? And ask that question allows me to It gives me the space. It's me giving myself the space and permission to be someone new. And if you're ever in a place where you're not, um, where you, you don't feel comfortable um, giving yourself space to be you, then or, to, or the, the, to, to enter into a space of possibility, right? Then there's a restriction there. There's a refusal to grow. Phil, if you're, um, if you're still listening, um, would you let me know in the comments if I can uh, reflect the story of, of you and Beth and what you had to say on the topic? Because I thought it was quite inspired. Uh, if you are not still listening, then you may not respond. That is fine. Um, so, so creating that kind of space, it, it's an emotional space, an energetic space, and it requires separation because it requires full focus on you right? There's a way in which when you're with another person, you can kind of be kind of collapse in them a little bit. I certainly do this where I collapse into my boyfriend a little bit. It's like a little bit, it's a little bit where I don't really need to stand on my own two feet. I'm like, if I don't really have to, and I'm pretty independent, right? But like still, so sometimes I'd rather kind of just collapse into you. Thank you so much, Phil. So I wanted to share this because this was, this was a, a really great learning for me in relationships. And it came from my, um, wonderful and inspired friend, uh, Phil, who is um, one of the 
most amazing flautists I've ever met, although he prefers fluter. Um, and, <laughs> and he shared something about his relationship with his wife. They've been together, I'm going to say minimum of 30 years, although, um, you're welcome to, to correct me in comments, Phil, if you'd like. And he shared something with me one day, and it's, it's actually on my, um, Facebook feed, if you guys are inclined, where I just, he wrote it to me and I copied and pasted it there with his permission. Um, and it's, it's beautiful to read. The gist of it though, was that, you know, essentially think of it in like a, I would ask, you know, what, what's, how, how have you managed to do that for, to be with one person for happily, lovingly, wonderfully for, you know, 30, 35 years. And he came back with, um, you know, at every day we, we wake up and we're willing to lose each other. What does that mean? Like, um, 37, thank you. 37 years. <laughs> that's older than I am, by the way. That's, that's, <laughs> that's longer than I've been breathing. Um, and so, and so it's really about uh, allowing the other person to go, like keeping this sort of zero point expectation of, I'm going to let you be whoever you are. In other words, there's no assumption the next day that you're going to be the same person that you were yesterday. Right. And I'm sure that, you know, a lot of times they do this brilliantly and sometimes it, it falters and that's not really the point. The point is it's a way of, 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 um, relating that is completely and fully accepting of the other. So if you are with somebody in a relationship for like, you know, a couple of years and they start acting really differently, you might be like, who are you now? You're not the same person that might anger you. That might create fear that might, you know, cause rifts in your relationship. But if you can give that person the room to be who they are and you in turn can take the room to be who you are, then you're never projecting onto the other. You are instead staying completely present and completely able to allow the other to be present and to show up in whatever way is best for them. Now, this requires a lot of detachment. And that, I think, is where people struggle, right? Because we love to feel like we're in control. We love it. It's the world's greatest and most widespread illusion, right? We love it. Love it. And yet it is utterly unreal, unrealistic. So to the point where I literally created an entire week of the program where I just talk about control, right? I just talk about people, um, you know, how it works, why we need it, how to recognize when you're in it, um, what to do in that moment to release it, how to get to the place where you don't feel as though you need to control anymore, right? I used to be someone who had to control all the time. I would control by myself, like when I wasn't around anyone. You know, um, I would be projected out into the future and assuming what was true about da 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 da, and um, and I would all of these. It's like so much work, so much work, and I thought I needed to do that because I thought that if I just let life happen, I would I would die. I was I wouldn't be safe. So I projected myself out in the future to control what was going to happen to make sure I was going to be okay. Oh. And shitty things still happen. <laughs> control is an illusion. Okay. That doesn't mean you can't like, quote, take control of your life, but that's just standing in your power and having an intention and living it out. That's not actually control. We use that. It means the same thing in the language. That's how people want it. So to continuously wake up and be open is such a magical thing. There's a wonderful, um, there's a wonderful little book called Mostly True Stories. Andreas, uh, someone is the author and, um, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's these little, it's these little, the, the stories are like a, a sentence or two long. And there's one about, um, Waking up and loving the world all over again 
every day. And I'm wondering if it's something that I can find for you. Here it is. <laughs> this is the entire story. It's all in one page. It goes, anyone can slay a dragon, she told me, but try waking up every morning and loving the world all over again. That's what takes a real hero. It's really, really about waking up and being willing to be vulnerable again today. Showing up exactly as you are again today. That is the art of authenticity. I have a whole nother section in there, a whole nother video on the art of showing up. The devastating importance of just showing up. Whether you like the way you're showing up or you don't like the way you're showing up, are you projecting what other people are going to think of how you're showing up? The question is, can you show up anyway? So today I called this, um, I called this episode the secret to, uh, radiant magnetism. Mm, radiant magnetism. Why? Because when you get to that place of resilience, of authenticity, of clarity of self and commitment to self, right? It's not just identifying it. It's continuously connecting to and coming back to. When you find that place, the resilience comes from there. The confidence comes from there. The ability to wake up and let go of the person that you have married, right? To not attach to who they were, to leave them space, which involves letting go of somebody you've committed your life to. So this is not a small thing, right? To wake up every day and love the world all over again, right? That all comes from that place of strength. So what does this have to do with radiant magnetism? Take a deep breath. The secret to radiant magnetism is self-love. That is the only secret, the only trick to it, the only way. It is the way to resilience, to authenticity, to fearlessness, to showing up, to being present, to supporting others, to loving to being loved. The secret to being wildly attractive when you walk in the room and you light it up is self-love. The secret to finding the friends you want, the relationships you want, the sex you want, the fulfillment, the heart connection, the purpose. Okay? All of this comes from a place of self-love, okay? If you can love yourself, you are wildly attractive. People are drawn to you because it feels good to be around you because you're in energetically what's called a space of allowing, which means that you're not fighting reality. You're not pretending that things are okay when they're not or things aren't okay when they are. You're not pretending at all. You're not forcing reality to be something that it isn't. You're not um, collapsing in overwhelm, assuming that you can't handle reality. You are simply being. And in order to be, so being and doing are two different spaces. Okay, doing is active. You are doing a thing. When you are done doing that thing, you will stop doing that thing. You'll probably start doing something else. Being is a place where you can just sit and be with yourself. Okay. Now you can be with yourself and still do, right? You can be like, oh man, I can't believe that's happening. I'm fixing this and I'm thinking and I'm feeling and I'm doing all these sorts of things. But when you can sit, and this is something you will learn in my program, when you can simply sit with yourself, 
and let yourself be as you are. Then you can sit in a state of being. States of being are effortless. Okay, you, you must be in allowing because otherwise you're, you're doing things with the energy. You're stopping this because it's uncomfortable. You're, you know, forcing this because you think you need more of it. You're punishing yourself because you're not blank, blank, blank enough, right? But if you can sit in the space of acceptance, you move into this energetically where you're allowing. And allowing just means you're not pushing the energy to do something more or stopping it in any way, right? You're just letting it do what it wants to do. You're rolling with it. So, so in that space of allowing, everything frees up. There's no doubt. There's only certainty. There's just beingness. So it's, it's, it's a loose, flowing, effortless way of being. Another thing that, <laughs> Phil, you are at the topic of conversation with this episode. Um, I'm so glad you, you popped in. One of the things, another um, powerful moment of learning from Phil. This is why I keep Phil around. Um, because uh, it was in the beginning, you know, we would we would hang out. We knew each other through other friends. And so we would um, see each other from time to time. And then at some point, he sort of approached me directly. He was like, hey, you know, we should, we should get lunch sometime. Like, let's hang out and talk. And I was like, yeah, let's absolutely do that. When I was in a period of my life where I was like working hard or I was kind of distracted or whatever. And we kept kind of making plans to do something. And then I, I kept sort of falling through, right. Or kind of ended up not happening. Or I was kind of like, ah, I'm not in the mood for that right now, whatever. And I had a little guilt around that because I was like, you know, not standing this dude up, like, you know, <laughs> like if I would say three o'clock and I just wouldn't show up, but like, you know, he'd be like, oh yeah, maybe how about Thursday? And I'd be like, yeah, maybe There's sort of a lot of wishy-washiness. That's just the place I was in, but I wasn't fully accepting of it. And at some point we were having this conversation over, over, I don't know, Facebook Messenger or something. And I said, you know, I'm sorry that I'm having a hard time, like, you know, stepping into this or, or committing to this. And he just said, as it flows. And so <laughs> what happened there is there was a reality, which is that he wanted to get together. And I wanted to get together. There was mixed intentions on my part. I don't know if there were or not. I didn't feel any on his part. And I was arguing with the reality. I was feeling not so great about how I was responding, even though it was my natural response, right? It was all I could do. Um, but I wasn't very forgiving of myself. I wasn't really accepting. So in that way, look, see the small way in which I was arguing with reality. Reality is, I mean, I can't explain it. I don't know why. I think I want to go out with you. But like, boy, I'm just having a hard time you know, making that happen. That was the reality is for the most part, I want, I want to do this. And then part of me maybe doesn't or whatever. Right? So I was not in full acceptance of myself in that moment. And then when he said, as it flows, it gave full permission. So he was in acceptance of me in that space. There was no pressure. Are you hearing this gentleman? There was no pressure. There was no judgment or blame or eye rolling or like, God, why can't this girl get her shit together? I was thinking that, but he wasn't. Instead, he managed to create a space of complete acceptance of, well, this is the way it's flowing. So let's just go with that. The magic, you guys, in that is extraordinary. The space, that acceptance, I remember it. I remember reading it and going, and nobody had ever said that to me before. I say it all the time now. It is my default. <laughs> Somebody's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I haven't been able to get told you. I'm like, as it flows. It'll happen when it, happen when it happens, or it won't. That's the reality. Now I can sit in that place for myself and for others. But in that moment, he taught me. And it was slight, but it was there. And he taught me. And the forgiveness and the openness, I mean, it really, it was incredibly attractive. You know? It made me want 
to, to speak with him. It made me want to go out with him more because there was, he wasn't pushing me or making me feel guilty. I would have let myself be pushed. I've let myself be pushed a lot of times in my life. Because it's like, oh, what am I going to do? You're right. It looks like you're right. They're not right that I'm being silly. That's just how I'm being. If you don't like that, you don't need to go to lunch with me. He didn't mind. He didn't take it personally. If you've, if you've listened to this podcast before, guys, you know, you know about, you know, when you ask a woman out, and this you know, wasn't a romantic um, outing, but it's the exact same thing, right? We were, he was, we were looking to, to, to meet, to attract each other, right? We were attracted to each other and we were trying to sort of work out the logistics, right? And so he, you know, he, he, quote, asked me out, right? Like, let's, let's make it, let's make this uh, an example of as if you're, you're going for a woman that you're, you're wanting to date. You ask her out. Something not ideal is happening on her end. And instead of you coming down with anger or frustration or blame or judgment or turning it inward and being like, oh, she doesn't really want to go out. Oh, I'm making this about me. Oh, God. Another one. See, nobody likes me. Oh, see, I have no self-worth. See, everybody hates me. See, nobody, no woman's interested in me. See, I'm not good enough. Okay, you collapse. Your field collapses and you spiral down. And that is the end of your success in that relationship. Done. Okay, because that's not the case. Her, even her flat out rejecting you has nothing to do with you. Do not take it personally. You take it personally. So, so you ask, she responds in however way she's going to respond. How she, if you take her response personally, that's on you, right? You can't control her response, but you can control yours. And so what he did there was he kept, it was such an adult moment, you know, in a moment when I wasn't even that adult and he held space and I learned from it and I became more adult through that interaction, right? This is the beauty that can occur in something so simple as giving someone space. I mean, it's the life learning here. It's my podcast. This happened years ago. I wasn't planning on talking about this today, but I saw him and it's coming into the, it's coming into the template of the, of the, uh, of the, of the topic today. Right? Radiant magnetism. He was magnetic in his, um, allowing. He was confident in himself. He didn't take my, my waffling personally. He didn't collapse. He wasn't like, Oh God, it's happened again. You know, he didn't make it about him. He didn't even make it about me. He didn't make anything of it. He just sat with what was and released from the, from the, from the results. So this, this is the secret to this magnetism, okay? Allowing self-love. He loved himself through that entire interaction, right? And he loved me through that entire reaction, exactly as I was, even just in the sense of acceptance, right? It's a kind of love. He saw me and he allowed me to be as I am, even for more than I was. But he never, he didn't take it personally. He didn't decide it was about him. He didn't decide it was about me. He didn't do anything with it. He kept his energy up. He loved himself. He was going to love himself whether we went out to lunch or not. And we may never have gone out to lunch. He had to fully and completely let go of that um, eventuality in order to give me the kind of space that he gave me, right? He couldn't be attached. This is where people lose their magnetism. They're attached to the result. The result isn't about you. The result is an agenda. You can't force people to do things. All you can do is open the door. But the moment you attach, the moment you demand, the moment you um, make it about you or your story, you attach a story to it. Ugh, well, she's too hot, so obviously she's not interested in me. Or, oh, she's talking to somebody else, so obviously she doesn't want to get, you know, she doesn't want me to hit on her. That is just your fear of rejection disguising itself as logic. You know, because you haven't asked, you're making an assumption about her, right? He could have made an assumption about me. Phil could have. He could have been like, oh, she's just being polite. 
And she really clearly doesn't want to because it isn't happening. Turns out that actually wasn't true. I was actually quite excited about doing it, but it didn't quite fit. It kept not fitting in my day or my week. Um, and rather than try to force it, he let go. He detached from the result completely as it flows. Let's see. Let's see how it flows. Won't that be fun? He did not make it so that his self-worth was dependent on my answer. That would have created a lot of pressure for me. This is what men always do when they're approaching women, especially men who struggle with confidence, right? Not always, but it's very, very common. Okay. You're attaching your happiness to my response. That's a lot of responsibility for me. First of all, why am I suddenly responsible for your happiness? You're an adult, right? Why are you projecting that onto me? Why are you giving me that power? You've never damn well met me. You just see me across the room. You think I'm attractive. That's it? You're going to give me your power like that? Like, you're not treating yourself very well. What are you, what are you thinking, right? To, to prioritize a, a woman you've never met over yourself is not okay. That's not treating yourself well. It sounds crazy when I phrase it that way, and yet it's what almost everybody does. Oh, God, she's too good for... Oh, I can't approach her. She's beautiful. What are you, chopped liver? Raise yourself up. Trust yourself. Connect with yourself. Right? Um, when though you come in and you love yourself, can you see how that in that interaction, his self, uh, image was disconnected from me, whether or not I said yes or no to lunch had nothing to do with how he feels about himself. So there wasn't that much riding on right? It's not that he didn't care. He, he pursued me in the sense that he stayed in touch with me for, for quite some time. We would text and we would, we tried to set th- things up every week for a while there, you know? It wasn't working. Okay. Well, I'm fine anyway, but I sure would love to see you as it flows. The ease of breath that comes with that. So this is incredibly important. Okay. It's incredibly important. It is the difference between success and failure in your dating life and the rest of your life. Notice we weren't even, this wasn't even a, a dating thing. It was just a beautiful connection of, of two people. And now I'm just, I, I love this man. You know, he is a, he's a confidant and a teacher and a very good friend. Right. So there's room for all this beautiful love to happen. And that's because we gave it space to be whatever it wanted to be. And so in that way, you can see how him detaching, right? Practicing non-attachment. That's the key word here. Really makes all the difference. It gave me enough room, took the pressure off and suddenly I had space to be like, yeah, man, I really want to see you. And I think maybe it was the next week or something. We ended up getting together. We've gotten together a lot since, <laughs> you know? So it's really beautiful, okay? So, so that just really beautifully um, illustrates, right? How, um, how much you can change a situation based on how you feel about yourself. You know, the situation wasn't even about me. He didn't say, okay, I accept you as who you are. He just allowed, as it flows. I love that so much that I say it all the time now. So so you can see how if you are secure in your self-love, okay, if you are connected to yourself, if you prioritize yourself in a really healthy way and you are grounded, you stand on your own two feet, and you stay connected to self, you can withstand anything. You're completely resilient. 
and you're wildly attractive because it's joyful to be around you. That's the natural inclination, right? That's the natural response when someone, um, you know, when someone loves themselves, you want to be around them. It's, it's naturally magnetic. It's, it's authentically magnetic. So not only are you happier, not only are you more confident, not only does your self-esteem go up, not only do you see who you are, you become fearlessly and unapologetically authentic, but people are drawn to you, right? You're more powerful in the world. Your impact in the world increases significantly because you're letting yourself be seen. That's why you're so much more successful in, in the dating world because you're not afraid to show yourself. I have a wonderful client in my uh, program right now and he uh, is doing this exercise where he's speaking to a woman um, every single day that's in his dating range. So I think, I don't know, 25 to 40 or something like that. And so he, and he writes about it every day in our, in our, in our group, you know, my um, client group. And every, every day he's like, okay, you know, here's who I spoke to. And she said this. And, and he came from a huge amount of fear, huge amount of fear and a lot of self-doubt and a lot of questioning, couldn't speak in crowds and couldn't say no. And, um, I think I'm, I may have him on the, on the show, actually, I think it'd be useful for you guys to hear from him. Um, and, and through this exercise of just challenging him to speak to a beautiful woman every day, he's not asking them out. He's just chatting with them. And he's been doing it for a couple of weeks and he's already so much more confident, right? He's so connected to himself. He's so, um, his, his happiness is moving inside instead of being dependent on what these women do or say, right? Because you never know what a woman's going to do or say or another man. And you don't know. Could be anything. You can't have your organs outside your body. You must protect them. Okay. This is healthy protection right? This is a place of, of, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm responsible for this. I'm not going to wear my heart on my sleeve in that way. That's not, that's not, it's not mm, safe or fun. It doesn't feel as good. Instead, I'm going to radiate forth and I'm going to take responsibility for my happiness. And then I'm absolutely invincible because I have self-love and nothing will beat that. Right? Nothing will, nothing can penetrate that because it radiates forth from within. It's invincible. And as you radiate forth from within, you are magnetic. You are radiant. I had someone say that the other day. It was beautiful. I put up some post on Instagram and said, I don't know, some picture of me and I think I was just smiling or I was really bright or something. And they were like, you are just radiant. And I thought, that's a result of the work. You know, I've done this work since I was 19, y'all. 19 years old. I was a damn mess. I mean, I was a damn mess way into my, into my 20s. But from that, mo- from that moment, right, of being 19 and finding this work, I've been fixing shit ever since. You know, I've been adjusting myself. I've been becoming more authentic. I've been challenging my beliefs. I've been looking at all the bullshit that I carry, right? I've gone through all of that stuff. I didn't, I wasn't born with my shit together. I didn't get my shit together until my thirties. Now I've got it fucking together and life is so much more fun. I'm confident and radiant and my life is a lot more effortless. And like some stuff kind of still comes and goes, like there are some issues, but a lot of days there aren't. Like most days, I have no issues at all. Really vastly most days. And the days when I do, it's like not a big deal. You know, everything is because I'm so much more resilient. It's so much easier. Life is so much easier. It's so much more fun. I'm so confident. I hold boundaries so well. I will say no if the answer is no. That was something I, I, I didn't do until I was probably 25. Maybe later. Didn't set any boundaries ever. 
I thought that if I set a boundary, it would mean I didn't love the person that I was setting it with. And that is not true at all. <laughs> right? So with this self-love, like what is what has changed? I love myself now. I give myself permission to be who I am. I give myself permission to be authentic. I give myself space to be authentic. And I give other people space to not like it. I, do, I never assume that people want to hang out with me. I never assume that people want to date me. I never assume that people are attracted to me. There's one guy that I know, not many people do this, but there's, there's one guy who's um, a husband of a friend of mine. And he'll say something like, you know, I'll go up and I know we're having a glass of wine in a group and I'll come up and I'll be like, hey, man, how's it going? Da, da, da. And he'll say something along the lines of like, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I like your shirt. And I'll be like, oh, thank you so much. And he'll be like, oh, you know, you look good. I'm like, oh, you like, you know, right? Do I? So notice the projection. Notice that that's not necessarily true. Why? Why, why would you assume that I, I know? Right? So he's projecting onto me. He's like, oh, he's assuming that like, oh, she's like one of those girls and she like knows how attractive she is. I never, I, it, caught, it catches me off guard every single time. And finally I pulled him aside and I was like, it really bothers me when you say that. You're, is there some sort of projection going on? I don't know, but it makes me uncomfortable. Can you please not say that anymore? Right? Because it indicates that I'm like doing some sort of, it makes me feel like I'm being accused of like manipulating. Anyway, so, so in, in, and in that way, and, and as I said, he's like the only person in my life experience does that. I see him, you know, every once in a while. So it's not really a big, uh, a big thing, but I did say something about it because I was like, that's, that's not, I don't, I never assume to me to assume someone's attracted to you is an incredibly arrogant and unpleasant thing. You know, to be attracted to yourself is an incredible, magical thing. Now, I'm wildly attracted to myself. If we're talking about my opinion, oh man, I'm all over this shit. I think I'm sexy. I think I'm confident. I think I'm, you know, I am I, in love with myself. And that came from this work. Because I used to think I was a piece of shit. <laughs> that came from this work. But now I'm in love with myself. I think I'm amazing. But I don't assume you think that. How arrogant that would be. Right? How arrogant to assume. To assume that someone else finds me attractive? Come on. Mm -mm, that's not who I want to be. That's not who I want to be. It's assumptive and wrong. I don't like it. It doesn't feel right to me. It feels arrogant. And I used to struggle quite a bit with arrogance, um, but it wasn't in that way because I didn't have the self-confidence for it to be in that way. Um, I didn't find myself attractive enough for it to be in that way, but I was arrogant in the sense of I thought I would knew better than other people or I knew what people were going through, with, you know, things like that, areas of um, uh, superiority. That's one of my favorite defenses. Superiority is a great defense because it um, allows you to separate from people. It allows you to, allows me to hold myself a little bit above. I'm a little bit above you. I'm a little bit above you. Notice that I, um, in my work, in my life, I'm a position of authority, right? I have clients. Clients come to me for teaching. I teach here on the podcast. I teach... Um, you know, people in one-on-one -on -one sessions who come and work with me. Um, in doing that, I'm a teacher, I'm an authority, right? The distortion of being the authority would be being superior. So here's my gift, my core quality. I love to teach. I can run a room. I can direct. I can be the, the, the head of the pile if that's, you know, what's appropriate and what people want. I don't need to be anymore. Okay, I'm okay being the bottom of the pile. I can be the top of the pile, but I'm very comfortable in that teacher authoritative role, right? Authority role. 
the distortion of that core quality is the superiority. I'm better than you. I'm not better than you. I just have mastered the thing that you came here to learn. Right? I'm better at this than you. I'm better at self-love than you. I'm better at authenticity than you. And I need to be. So if I had a problem, if I didn't feel confident being an authority, I would never be able to teach this work. Because I'd be like, oh, well, like, we could kind of have some authenticity, but like, you know, let's just, let's hear from the group. Like, what do you guys want to do? You know what I mean? There, w- there wouldn't be a, you'd be like, why am I, what am I paying her for? You know, instead I can stand in my power and I can be like, gentlemen, ladies, let me just tell you what. I know what you need and I know how to get it for you. Come with me on this journey. You are going to learn how to be authentic. You are going to learn who you are. You are going to learn how to uncover your true self. You are going to learn how to love your true self. You are going to learn to be unapologetically authentic. Would you like that? And if you say yes, you get on a call with me and I talk to you about the program and you sign up and I teach you how to do that. Imagine. If you could become fully authentic in three months, just imagine. If you could learn how to identify the real you versus not the real you, if you could identify your defenses versus your authentic responses, if you could drop the um, weight of other people right? All the stories about yourself, all the stories about your parents and your upbringing, all the things that you carry around that are not authentically here in the moment. What if you could drop all of it? How much weight would you lose? Mental weight, emotional weight, energetic weight, physical weight would all lighten. Because this is paring down what you're carrying to simply that which is real. It simply teaches you to let go of that which is not so, that which you no longer need, that which is no longer who you are. There is no changing you in my programs. There is no fixing you. You're not broken. You're on a path. And a lot of that path is stuff that you don't really like. Cool. I have a solution for that. I can show you exactly how to come down to the things, to to pare everything down simply to that which you really are. Do you have a hard time? Knowing who you are, expressing who you are, showing people who you are. Are you able to receive in relationships, in yourself, in intimacy? How are you with vulnerability? How are you with relationship dynamics? All of these things are fixable. All of these things can be learned and they can be learned in a short period of time. Radiant magnetism, effortless authenticity. This is simply a skill you need to learn. All you need to do is find a teacher who can teach you and I can do that. So if this is something that resonates with you, if radiant magnetism is something that has your eyes going wide, if effortless authenticity is something that lights you up inside or stirs something inside you, then reach out and get on a call with me. Okay? I have a calendar link that I will put with the podcast episode. If you're listening to it somewhere where you don't see that, just reach out to me on Facebook. 
just reach out, tell me you'd like to get on a call and I'll give you my calendar. We can find a time that works for you. It is so important to follow these impulses. If something is awakened in you that you want to, that you're resonating with, that you want to follow, this is the way to do that. Okay? You will come away. You will have all of the guidance, clarity, direction, coaching, accountability, and help that you need to succeed. And this relationship, your relationship with your authentic self, is the only relationship that you are guaranteed to have for the rest of your life. Why not make it so that you love it? So that you love yourself? Why not dive in and say enough is enough? Why not learn step by step how to identify and express and embody your authentic self? This is the human journey. Let's go. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. Uh, please download and subscribe. Uh, to the podcast. If you know someone who'd be interested or if you wouldn't mind posting anything is uh, resonating with you, please post it on your Facebook, post it on your Instagram. Um, I'm really wanting to get this work out to more people. So any way that you can help uh, would be really appreciated. Okay. If this work is calling to you, to you, by all means, reach out to me. Let's get on the phone. It's a free call and see if you're a good fit for the program. Okay. Um, and either way, you'll get clarity and direction from the call. So it's, it's, an, it's a really good idea. Okay. So download, subscribe. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, feel free to follow my Facebook page, Dominique Drew Coaching. Um, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, this is Dominique Drew and this has been the Art of Attraction. Thank you so much, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.